Hello and welcome to another episode of New Retirement Thinking. I'm Sameh Zake. Well, we tend to be overly pessimistic about retirement, feeling the need to hold on to our savings with a vice-like grip. Afraid to invest if anything is riskier than a money market portfolio for fear of it disappearing into the unknown of the financial markets in our prime years. Today we're looking at redefining retirement readiness by analyzing some of the safe and smart investments to make so that we can retire comfortably. Joining me in studio is Ricardo Tashira. He's the Chief Operating Officer at BDO Wealth Advisors. Ricardo, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Thank you, Samaya. We're talking off-air about a very interesting um, fact that um, you uncovered, the concept of retirement. Take us through when that was coined and exactly why it was coined. Perfect. And I think that's actually, it's quite, quite interesting. What we've found intriguing is that it dates back to 1889. And so the concept of retirement was actually created artificially by the Chancellor Otto von Bismarck, who back then in 1889 mandated a retirement age to, for employees and, and workers to leave the workforce. And he set that age arbitrarily at age 70. Um, what was interesting though, why I say arbitrarily, is that no one really lived to be 70 back in then. The it's interesting age. though, 70, well, I mean, what, what, what is with 70 that? Well, what's even more entertaining, I think, Sema, is that the fact that Otto von Bismarck, Chancellor Otto von Bismarck, was 74 at the time so of he was already retired. promulgating this yeah. legislation. Right. <laughs> so he was somehow grandfathered in as exempt yeah. from this, uh, this law. But it goes back to, and the point is, is that it's an artificial age that was set back mm. in 1889, which had meaning then in terms of somehow getting workers out of the, of the workforce. But over time, we haven't really kept pace with that. Yeah, but 70, so that, that uh, um, number has changed over time, right? It has. So it was subsequently dropped to 65. Mm -hmm. And I think by, that was in the mid-1900s, mm -hmm. 1930s. Um, and at that stage, average life expectancy in the U.S. was about 62. So it was set at an age above the average life expectancy. All right. So um, when this was coined, um, I don't know if they had thought of kind of the, some of the problems we have with retirement today, um, starting off with um, a lack of preservation. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, the concept of the retirement age obviously sets a date at which one would typically stop working and you would start drawing on savings so that you can live the life that you've dreamed of in those, those golden years. The challenge here, and we talk around the challenge of preservation, is that life has become so complex. Life has become a lot more expensive. Life is, we've lived longer. We change jobs more frequently. We don't work in, in, a, in, a, in an industrial revolution or industrial age where you work with labor. We work with our minds and we work with intellectual capacity. So to have that age of, of retirement set, there's a number of factors that come to play here. You just um, prompted a conversation around preservation and I think what we see in the industry, particularly um, uh, broadly across South Africa, is the lack of preservation. And preservation is when I change jobs, remember years back, I never changed jobs, I would really have lifetime employment, so it was an, an unknown phenomenon. Whereas currently, it's very, it's very, very, very frequent that we would change jobs uh, over a period of our, of our careers. And when we change, we have the option of whether we can actually cash in that retirement saving or leave it. Uh, at bay and preserve it for that golden years of retirement in, at age 65. Mm. The lack of preservation really talks to the fact that we're dipping into savings and we're not saving enough. Mm. But I'm going to argue with you that um, the life I've dreamed of is now and not at age 65. You sound like most South Africans. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And, and I think that that's the, one of the inherent challenges we have as, yeah. as humans yeah. is that our brains are wired um, and we've got a behavioral bias in terms of actually how we deal with 
money. Yeah, a very now, we're a very now, now generation, and I think that's part, of, that's part of the problem. Correct. The other issue, of course, is a, a, a lack of discipline, which feeds into the previous issue that we were talking about. Mm, mm, correct. So being um, uh, a now generation and having the, the desire for wants and needs really talks to the fact that we would rather spend our savings or spend our, our earnings on what we can see that is tangible now. To actually start that, um, that, that, um, that habit of saving and having that, that uh, regular commitment to saving has to start at a young age. At a later age, once you've gone into a habit of a lifestyle, having the wants and needs of what we become accustomed to, it becomes rather difficult to start allocating a large portion of your earnings to a retirement fund. Um, and it's that habit that is formed at an early stage in our life. And that's why often what, what we would advise, particularly to clients of BDO, is to say, start that saving discipline early. Start the regular saving. Pay yourself first um, with, your, with, your, with your paycheck. And I think, um, you know, just before we go to, to uh, a break, um, when you speak about that, that discipline and starting that um, saving early, I think part of the issue, major issue there, and I've, I've spoken about it a lot mm. on, on this program, is the lack of um, education, or not necessarily education, but um, financial literacy, mm. um, people understanding some of the financial implications long term. Mm. Um, what needs to be done um, at a greater scale? in order to improve that so we've got a better kind of retirement future for um, SA broadly speaking. I think two things would be, would be instrumental in changing that, that financial literacy. And one is having, that, having, a, having, having a curriculum of financial literacy in schools or having conversations around money at a young age. So there's the technical aspect of understanding what investment principles are and, uh, and compound interest and how to actually make sure I'm allocated to something else other than cash and allocating to equities. And so there's a host of investment principles one can learn, but broader than that would be the, the actual principle of having conversations around money. And I think that the, 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 the sooner we start having those conversations with children or with ourselves as adults, the more empowered we may, be, may become because you are able to actually ask for help and you actually get to discover what you don't know. And I think that's often the, the, the issue with the lack of education or financial literacy, mm. is not knowing what you don't know. Mm. Right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back on the other side of this. Do stay with us. Welcome back to Re New Retirement Thinking. I'm Sumei Zake. If you've just joined us, we're focusing on redefining retirement readiness with our guest, Ricardo Tashira. He is Chief Operating Officer at BDO Wealth Advisors. So, Ricardo, um, before the break, we were chatting about, or you struck up a very interesting term, which is conversations about money, which right. I think we don't have um, as South, South Africans. Um, True. But I, I would like to put it to you that it's one thing to... Um, have the ideas about um, generating those conversations around um, the table. Okay. And my question is, what is the industry doing to help drive those conversations? Because I, mm. I, I sense that sometimes they tend to be a more focus on creating the right product, but mm. not tying that with a conversation around money and how that product might actually drive that conversation or help meet um, mm. some of the needs. Mm. And I think that's, that's a very fair observation that you've made. And I think we've come out of an era in our industry as financial planners, we've come out of an era where it was all about product. And if you ask any of our of our generations before us, or anyone currently, 
generally, the, the answer nine times out of ten would be that I've got a broker and we've, we've bought something from them or I've sold something. So the conversation has been in the industry around product. What we've seen, Sime, is a shift towards advice. So there will always be a place and a need for a product to be purchased, but it's how you interpose that in that experience. So the conversation around actually stepping back, let's talk around money, let's talk about your relationship with money, let's talk about your values of money, what are your fears, aspirations of money, are more important than actually the product. The product is, is the end outcome. So we may need a retirement annuity and I may need a life insurance policy, but I've got to know why. And I've got to know how does it fit into my life. And it's that advice conversation which is so important. Mm. So I think, I mean, if I can share an example, one of the things we do at BDO is we encourage broad conversations with money with our clients. And the conversations are with children as well as with spouses. Is that it's not just to the breadwinner or the, the, the head of the household. It's the whole family should talk around money. Um, and it's that principle which I think would actually start raising a high level of awareness Mm. around retirement as well as other aspects of, of wealth in, mm. in, in, in individuals. Mm. Uh, you raise an interesting point there and you say um, it's about the why you, 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 know, you, you kind of need these, um, the advice along with, with, the, with, the, with the product. But also I think if uh, you know, one would argue that um, you know, retirement 65 or 70 as we were discussing earlier on one people don't tend to see that far ahead mm. Um, mm. and it, it speaks to the intangibility of um, mm. retirement planning and, and retirement itself mm. Mm. that's right yeah and i think that's that's it's a very re it's, it's a it's a very real experience is that if you speak to anyone that the concept of retirement is is far off into the distance it's very often it's intangible as you've said i can't touch and feel it but i i can look at that new car and I could look at the new house or whatever, or, or the holiday. But that concept of actually not working or being in a different phase of my life is so foreign. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, is that the, the concept of retirement, right at the starting point, is artificial. Right now, the fact that we are living in an era of experience where we, we're selling intellectual capability, we, we're selling our knowledge, we're selling relationships, that doesn't really expire, so, mm. so no longer am I selling a hard, hard, my ability to work in the, in the labor force. So I think that that, um, that, that concept of being intangible has come out through conversations. I mean, and if I look at it as an example, often we, we see clients talking and spending more time talking with their spouses around their holidays right. than their retirement. And yet the one is just a need and a spend as opposed to how are we going to live? What are we going to do? What does our retirement look like? So the concept of why is, is critical and it's actually visualizing what does my life look like and then putting numbers to it. And that's, the, the, and that's where a financial planner, a certified financial planner yeah. will come into the picture and mm. say, well, let me help you unpack that why and help you uh, find your, your life story. And it's really about a, a lifestyle change at, at that um, particular life stage, because while you might not be as um, active as you are now in terms of work, okay. you, might still be, you, might, you might still be globetrotting, getting onto that um, mm. wonderful yacht that you have, right? Mm, yeah, correct, correct. So, so I think that that lifestyle change is important and every person will have their own sort of desire and vision and aspiration of what retirement to look right. like. The key thing though, what we do find is we need to retire to something. And so again, that intangibility, there's a big conversation around where, what are you retiring to? You can't just retire to the yacht or to the golf game. You can only do so much of that until it becomes a bit staid, a bit bored, boring. And then what, is, what does your life look like? So there's deep conversation to be had. And that underpins 
how much you're going to have to save, what you're going to do, are you going to work, yeah. how long will you work for, where, and, and how will you employ the wealth that you have created. Mm. Let's talk about some of the um, changes that we've seen in the, in the retirement um, space. Okay. One of them that you did mention off air was the change in the um, tax allowance that happened last year, um, 2016. Can Correct. you just elaborate on, on, on some of the implications of that? Okay. There is actually um, quite a, f a fundamental shift in, in South African tax law f relative to financial planning and saving for retirement. And the change really was an increase in the tax deductibility or the allowance that we have as South Africans towards making contributions towards our retirement saving. And we went from an environment which was kept at a, at a lower level of about 15% with some, uh, uh, some sort of um, formula that were attached to it to a very, a very easy to use formula of 27.5% of taxable income into any retirement vehicle. So what that means is, is, as South Africans, we since 2016, March 2016, the opportunity for us to save a greater, a greater amount into a retirement vehicle has been opened up. But what we've seen, it's been very underutilized. Why is that? South Africans. Two things I'd, I'd say. One would be awareness. Um, and secondly is what we've been speaking about earlier, is the intangibility of retirement, the lack of discipline, not, not when you save not having a budget of allocating. So there's a number of underlying, I think, reasons or fears that, that, yeah. that we as human beings, or South Africans particularly, have around saving for retirement. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is, and why I say it is fundam fundamentally valuable, is that the government has allowed that Treasury has opened the, up this opportunity that we can now contribute in a tax-free manner so to encourage saving for retirement. Yeah. Let's leave it there for now. Thank you so much. That was Ricardo Teixeira, Chief Operating Officer at BDO Wealth, talking to us about redefining retirement readiness in order to secure ourselves a safe and comfortable retirement. Until next time, goodbye.